This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to The Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Barnabas Piper talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Books and podcasts are always best with a great cup of coffee. That's why we've partnered with Ligaris Roasters to create the Table of Malcontents blend. And guys, it's delicious. A smooth Brazilian roast that will make your heart happy. Head over to LagarisRoasters.com to order a bag or 12 today. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron and with me as always are Barnabas and Dave. Gentlemen. I'm feeling the freedom. You're feeling freedom. Absolutely. Man. Yeah. I'm just it's a star-spangled episode. I mean, it is a I live, star-spangled episode, isn't it? I'll live in a country, the only free country in the world. Um, it's the only one. Every other country <laughs> is, <laughs> is in bondage, captivity, fascism. Especially, oh, wait. Um, no, that's socialism, not fascism. Yeah. What? That, socialism is a form of bondage as well. Clearly, yes. you're new, clearly yeah. you're new here. That's mm. certainly true. That's certainly true. Well, mm. you know, guys. Building walls to keep out those who... <laughs> Endangerous. Oh wait, maybe it's to keep us in captivity. I don't know. God bless America, the home of home of the free and the land of the brave. Land of the free and the home of the brave. I can't keep these things straight. I'm really bad at patriotism, guys. <laughs> well, that much is evident. And uh, so we are releasing Viva Mexico. A- <laughs> you, you so, just you, you listen. You just uh, uh, you just want some guac. That's it. That's all you want. I like guacamole. Guac. Just keep the uh, keep the avocados in any other form far away from me. It's just. <laughs> I have some stuff for you in light, my car. It's like eating a loogie. <laughs> Carry on. Huh? What? I have- I had some. You I keep had, avocados I had some, in your car? I had, no, I had okay. some, I've been having avocados toast lately. I kid you not. I know. I want to see if you guys could see his Barnabas's face right now. Well, no, I was. Con- there was a concerned face because I'm afraid that Forty <laughs> Dave is suffering a severe midlife crisis. <laughs> well, that much is Wait, a given. You, you're First, you just figuring that out. Right First, now? you showed up in a in a luxury SUV at work a couple weeks ago. Then you're eating avocado toast. Well, you know, times are tough. <laughs> and, and you're wearing a bro tank and salmon colored shorts. Hey man, which is Listen, very uncomfortable. It's summertime at Lifeway. This is how I roll. <laughs> yeah, well, let's keep rolls out of this. Whoa, and move on with the conversation. Oh. Wow. Yeah, All right. Well, that, that, I, that's that may be one of our finest intros ever. But uh, God save the queen. <laughs> Wait, don't you still sing, Aaron? Don't you still sing that? We do not. Why not? Because Canada has its own national anthem. That's true, but why not? But you still. But I mean, know. I mean, God save the Queen's actually a little bit better. It's yeah, actually, cool. your national anthem is no, way like, better than ours. Oh, Canada's just great. like as a, as a musical as a musical sure. piece. Oh, Canada sounds. The Star Spangled Banner kind of sucks as a song. Well, I don't understand it, it a as a song. Poem, right so. first, was it Francis Scott? Yeah, Key? Francis Scott Key. He wrote it. I think it was well, was it War of eighteen battle of Baltimore or something like that. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and so there was explosions and bombs and stuff, and also they they erased the, they erased the slavery verse out of it mm-hmm. when they were whitewashing it literally and metaphorically for uh, <laughs> to be sung at baseball games, mm-hmm. um, and then they've wedged it into every fun event in American history and kind of ruined it, mm-hmm. the song and the event. Oh. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, old, this was supposed old, to be a patriotic episode, right, and here old, I am being a grump. Good old, good old Frank That's Scott great. Key. Thank old you. Frankie. Old Frankie. Frankie you. Key. All right. Out here ruining so, stuff. So, guys, you're listening to this on a Monday. It On the, the Monday that you're listening to it, it's July 1st. Guys, do you know what that means? 
It's Canada Day. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, what 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 happened? You guys don't what, have an Independence Day, you know, so like that is our Independence Day. Independence, like, but like but really, did I mean who died? What do you guys say? Oh, sorry, I'm, that's I'm like just saying gonna, I, we're going to start no, ruining okay, so here's, 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 here's can, what we do. Here is no. Canada's version yeah. of Independence. Yes, you know when you go to buy a home and mm-hmm. you you know you you give a down payment and really what you're buying is thirty years of debt that yes. you gain some value in over time. You're buying a mortgage. Canada bought a mortgage. You didn't get independence. You're like, eh, we're sort of independent. We are allowed to live here. We can put our name on it. We can claim that it is ours. But really, really, we just bought a mortgage. Did I get that right? Well, he said, he said, I can't disagree with it. I'm just saying there may be. I mean, sorry. It's, 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 <laughs> it's mostly Thank you right. for accommodating to my culture by saying sorry, sorry there. Did I get, I mean, how close am I? You're actually pretty close. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so Canada Day is a congratulations. It's like, it's like closing day. It's a little like, bit. It's like remembering that you closed on a house. Oh, kind of, kind of. There you go. Canada Day is the day where the agreement was signed by our blackout drunk first prime minister, John A. McDonald. That's a great name. Johnny Mac? Wait a minute, that's a different... (laughs) That's a different... (laughs) There's a lot of Johnny Macs. Was he an elected official? Um, Did he say some some mean words? Well, he used to throw up in parliament. What do you mean throw up? All over himself. Like, intentionally? Like he was so drunk, he threw up all over himself. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I thought that was the mayor of Toronto we were discussing before the show started. You guys have a lustrous history of substance abusers and debauched office? leaders. Well, that's we don't know anything untrue. about that in the states. <laughs> no, no. Again, more outstanding people across the America. board. What? <laughs> <laughs> Whitewashed America. That's right. Uh, wow. Okay. Man, All right. boy, now I know what Tom Hanks meant by saying earn this. Uh, from Saving Private Ryan. Look, guys, there I'm just go. trying to make a living here. Okay. Okay. On this podcast? Sure, why not? Really? Wow. No. <laughs> oh, with all the money that we're getting? Uh, yeah, I know. Those uh, those those tens of dollars are hmm. mm, I haven't seen any of those tens in. of dollars. Well, you know, we have to pay for our hosting and That's stuff. That's right. So. <laughs> so it's Canada Day. It's it's, it's Canada the celebration Day. of the, the closing signing. That's right. So it's in Canada what, Day. In what year? In 1867. Okay, 1867. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Is there a book about Canada you'd recommend if you know nothing about Canada? And, and I've learned a little bit mm-hmm. since you loaned me a book. Yes. You want to describe that one? Indeed. It's, indeed. It's, it's there is a Pulitzer great Prize book. winning. Canadian History for Dummies by Will Ferguson. Will Ferguson is a uh, journalist. He's he's essentially a professional memoirist, um, except he's funny. So that's nice. It's always like Donald Miller used to be. Yes. Mm. Also not Mm. a Christian. Um, Very not a Christian. When you say also, do you mean... Are you I have comparing no, him to Donald Miller. No, okay. I'm not. You sounded judgy there for no. a minute. Okay, just clarifying. No, I haven't. Uh, I, I have said no like idea. Donald Miller, and you said yes. Also, not a Christian. And there I was, was a, there was a brief pause. It was vague. All right. What's his name again? Will something or other? Will Ferguson. Ferguson. Right. So yes, Canadian history for dummies. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a really enjoyable book. One of the things that is really helpful about it is if you've read it, you'll actually learn more about Canadian history than you will in history classes if you're a Canadian student. 
what are they teach? What did they? What what little angle would they teach versus so, what he presented? So here is what I remember about Canadian history: the fur trade, the Métis uprising, and then everything being kind of boring. The what up? The what uprising? So um, half half What's it First called? Nations, half white. Okay. What's it called? Métis uprising. As in like what pirates say? No, like, not. I Métis. No, M-E-T-I-S, if I remember okay. correctly. Got it. So, but basically it presents Canadian history a little bit closer to what it was, uh, a little more violent, a little more bloody, hmm. um, a lot more R-rated than G. Seems to be so, the way of history so in general. Native Americans and white people fighting, French and English fighting against each other. There's a lot of that. And although of not, that although not Native Americans in Canada. Thank you. It's First, First Nations. Nations. First Nations. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. First Nations. Yes. Why, uh, and they're not even Native Canadians because it wasn't Canada, and Canada is still only sort of a thing. So we, you know, we got a Charter of Rights and Freedoms in the 1980s. So that's a big step. Okay, give True story. Okay. So basically it's the rough equivalent of the constitution, uh, okay. the, you know, and the rights and freedoms that are for every individual yeah. who in, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, what about yeah. Bob and Doug McKenzie? Where do they fit into this? National treasures. I know, man. My introduction <laughs> to Canada was in the form of the movie Strange Brew, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is one of the funniest movies of all time. It Let's absolutely just call it is. What it is. Absolutely. Yeah, See, it here is. are the great gifts that Canada has brought to the world. So maple syrup. We have also brought. It's it's true. I'm not arguing. There I'm you just, go. We're grateful. I'm more very grateful. Getting hungry, actually. The McKenzie brothers. Poutine. Poutine. Yes. yes. Which sounds disgusting. Looks kind of gross, but it's pretty delicious. Just for those who haven't had it, it is French fries with brown gravy and melted cheese curds. Correct. Which is I am fatter just thinking about that. Correct. I mean, so my, Canada's my art, national foods absolutely constricting, and also I want much wow. of it. Right. Right. What now. you have to understand about Canada is our national foods are toppings. We don't have an actual food. We just have toppings. And so that's great. <laughs> well, it just means you can, it means you can eat a bunch a of like. condiment, basically. Yep, that's right. You can, like, you can so we just get to eat more of it. Yeah, it's, and like, it's great. Uh, we could just take starchy things and make them good. Absolutely. I mean, right. Absolutely. Well, it's I mean, it's cold wonder. 17 months of the year. And uh, Canadian calendar. A little that's different right, than That's ours. right. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're going to. Uh, but, very, but, but, but. Yeah, okay. So keep going. So we've got that. We have, um, depending on, on your. Your stance on where SNL currently stands. We have Lor- we own Lorne Michaels as well. Um, <laughs> we own him. Wait a minute. He is a Canadian. <laughs> you don't own anything. <sighs> That's true. The Queen owns it all. That's true. right. You are you're earning equity in Lorne Michaels. To go back to the original metaphor. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, does, does Saturday Night Live would not exist without Canada. You, is everyone just wear roots in Canada? All right, how many no. Canadians have uh, been on it? Obviously, okay. Lauren, Grandmaster. Uh, Martin Short. Dan uh, Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Um, I there feel like at least been. one or two of the female leads have been Canadian. Well, I'm sure there's plenty mm-hmm. since. We're talking mainly about the early years. We're talking about I'm, the ones yeah. who were funny. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since since Tina Fey and Amy Poehler left, the show has kind of ceased being humorous. But, you know, people say that about every they do, iteration. They, do. they said so. that about before Will Ferrell came on. Well, to be yeah. fair, fair, Will Ferrell wasn't funny on SNL. Oh, that is what? false. Oh, for, come mo- on. for the first portion oh, of his no. run, oh, come his on. first not skit, funny. his first right. ever skit was the Shed skit, which is one of the greatest bits of television, especially for fathers. We'll post this in the show notes. Okay, it's, it's, there we go. We are recording yes. this not long after Father's Day, and I will tell you, get off the shed is a <laughs> is an inspirational parenting. <laughs> video that all right. you all need to watch and Aaron could not be more wrong about Will Ferrell's SNL time that is Kay. just I'm offended See, this is the first time I've been offended on this podcast <laughs> just, we well, did no, it. that's not true it's the second time but somebody compared you me did. to a cat earlier and that like that wasn't even offensive that was just heinous <laughs> evil sorry, this is sorry, offensive Matt, sorry Matt Redmond <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to call out. <laughs> uh, but see, the first skit that I remembered seeing him on, because I had, I started being a little more sporadic with my watching of SNL after Farley and Adam Sandler and Chris Rock and all of them got fired. So Farley uh, didn't get fired. Oh yeah, that's true. He's the only one who did. <clears throat> he went on to make movies. That's right. Oh. Yeah. He left four movies. He That's did not true. get fired. That's fair. That's Rock fair. didn't get fired either. Actually, he did. Are you sure? Positive. I think he did. Yeah, he, he did. did get fired. I yeah. thought he left for for uh, mm. stand up or movies as well. Nope. No, he got fired, and then he, he started they all doing did that. Fine. I think we can agree with that. Well, not Farley. Well, he did for the movies he was Career, in as he left. Uh, Beverly Hills wise. Ninja? He was fantastic. No. I don't know what you're talking about. So you're arguing that would have kept going downhill. Like I think, what we're, determining is, right, I think what we're determining is that Aaron's, Aaron's taste in uh, comedy is just wrong. No, it's not Farley wrong. did not do well, and Will Ferrell wasn't funny. Anyway, continue <laughs> with your wrong opinions. All right. What are we even talking about now? This this podcast sucks today. We're talking about what Canada's given to the world. But anyway, let's let's jump to the real. Aaron's now figuring out how I feel every day. Um, (laughs) All right. Canada's gotten its moment in the sun. Let's move on. 40 Aaron is coming soon, Okay, 40 Aaron. All right. I want to hear one more thing about a Canadian's perspective of America. How does a Canadian learn about the United States? Through watching your news. And watching your TV. I go believe your, your and TV visit and and coming down to buy your goods and services. I believe you mean our fake news. Ooh. That's that's what uh, that's what you mean. There's Clearly. the hot take. Just, Ouch! Just yes. repeating what I've been told. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. It's the quickest Seriously, way. To... I mean, like in terms of like schooling, what, what's the we have an we have an elective American history class, but okay. you don't learn much about it aside from. The fact that in the War of 1812, um, there were attempted invasions of Canada. We also, um, because we were part of the British Army, we came down and we burned down the White House. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. It's very you nice know what's funny? Idea. I don't know mm-hmm. anything about the War of 1812. I mean, I probably do. And just like bits and pieces. I'll, I'll loan well, this book to you. And it just happened. So give happens. back to me in about 10 years. That's, uh, <laughs> I'll give it back Dave is going to brush up on Canadian history. Yeah, this is a Canadian's perspective yes. on the War of 1812. It that is, in fact, me. called The War of 1812 by Pierre Burton, um, a national treasure of Canada. And uh, it is about the invasion of Canada and our war with America. Invasion of Canada. So it's all the United States' fault? 
Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Everything's America's fault. Okay. Right. Didn't oh. you know that? Every country thinks it's all America's fault. In fact, our national identity as Canadians is just not Americans. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Because we're kind of jealous. Let's just be honest. We're jealous. But you're happier yeah, people. Yeah, but you seem, yeah. Outwardly. You Outwardly. Seem to be, you seem to be having a good time up there. Well. I mean, I haven't visited, but it seems nice from where I stand. You've never been? No, really? I've, been, I've been to Canada I was gonna multiple say, like, times. <laughs> <laughs> I've been you're to... You're like three hours away. He, 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 you grew up in Minnesota, so you're you're practically uh, an honorary Canadian. I've been... That's not true. You all enjoy <laughs> No, we're the first line of defense is what we are. <laughs> keep, first. keep all of your... <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, keep is, all your mounted policemen did, and moose on that, that side of the border. Yeah, yeah, constructed. Yeah, what's up with After that? After their population cracked 600,000. Um, so, wow. let's see. I, yeah, I know. I've been to different parts of Ontario. I've been to Winnipeg. I've been oh, to. I'm sorry. It was, you know, you know it fine. just occurred to me. We've, we, well, you, didn't we will, get, you didn't get killed, so that's a plus. Is that what Winnipeg's we, known for? Uh huh. We okay. will have Arson. marketed this podcast as an American history or American like culture <laughs> okay, well, podcast. You know, it's it's we're been starting, diverted. But we're starting with America Junior. We, and now we're going to move to America, the real thing. So, America Junior. It's America's hat, if you're Homer Simpson. <laughs> I mean, you can call Canada America's hat all you want, but, you know, another way to look at it is America is Canada's pants. Jockstrap. <laughs> just, it just means that we're very supportive and we're hiding all the most embarrassing aspects of you. So we should That's probably, actually true we because that leads us into a conversation on health care. Let's not go there. Wait, I don't said, know. Man. I wasn't leading us into any conversations there about health care. That sounds terrible. Oh, man. Let's talk about the real America. Yeah. Oh. America. America, where we live. Oh, man. I know. Where, where, that, yeah, where, where we pursued so, life, so what, liberty, what, so, and the pursuit of happiness. Absolutely. So what, We pursued the pursuit? So we need to... You know, we, well, we I haven't quite figured it out. property. Is there a difference? Welcome know, to America. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't own any property, so I guess I'm screwed. So we have to educate Aaron. We have to... We have to <laughs> he needs to learn about... America, not maybe the United should, States, maybe but America. Maybe we should mix in some books that could educate him Abs- as well, since that is so. the pseudo theme of this podcast. It's, yeah, in theory, we didn't start out there, but we're going there. We're right. going right. there. <laughs> I don't know if that counted as our six minutes of banter or not. No, that, that was like, eighteen minutes. Uh, of banter. We're somewhere in the eighteen-minute range. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. We did it, guys. That's all right. It's a good lead-in. There's a lot to talk about here. So, oh, our three man. Canadian listeners are offended. It's great. I know. Poor guys. They're actually like. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I can't yeah. really disagree with that. <laughs> and then they're eating poutine, so they're fine. Yeah. Um, and all right, what, drinking maple where syrup. Where do we start with educating Aaron on the beauty and wonder of America? Maybe it's best to start where not to go. How about that? Oh, um, so Bill O'Reilly books. <sighs> that's been well documented been, on this know, podcast. Yes. But good. Yeah, check that box. Yep. Good. Yep. That's no, trash. No, it's it's uh, just it's really funny because yeah, you're, you're it, the average. I think about person around the world. They get a lot of Americanness thrown at them through the media, social media, and so on. But they don't really get a a good uh, story, unfortunately. Um, because our, here's the thing: every country has got a dark past, right? Sure. And the United States certainly has its own between. Slavery, eliminating the Native Americans, almost to extinction. Um, 
What else? What else? Let's go. Uh, oh, imprisoning. Imprisoning. We're uh, talking about our shameful aspects. We're talking about yeah. I'm going oh, through our. Lord. I'm going through the the things that people throw in our face, and then I'll then we can go. Yeah. About, so so. Oh, internment of the Japanese during World mm-hmm. War II. Yes. Basically, anybody who is not a Western European immigrant has been locked out yes. or locked in or enslaved in some way, shape, or form, or killed. So yes. we uh-huh. have a long history of that. Um, we have we have a civil war on our hands. We do, which uh-huh. is a there's just no way to to glorify that. That that was I mean, it was about slavery. It was about uh, states' rights, but yeah. really it was about slavery because the right that they wanted was the right to own slaves. Which so there was half the country defending a thing that shouldn't be defended. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. I think there's our long lasting. Um, our long-lasting history of ignoring the ugly parts. So, like, we True. haven't really resolved a lot of issues. We've just said we're better True. now. Even though I didn't like this book that much, I came out. John Meachin came out with a book um, about our better angels. What? What are you laughing at? What? See, oh, the American Spirit that came out, or whatever it's called. Also, uh, a brand of cigarettes. Not that we endorse these kinds you, of things, but maybe you. better than the book. Thank you. Uh, the subtitle is something about just how America can reclaim its or can learn mm. from its better angels. Right. Um, and it was all just the fact, like, listen, we've had missteps along the way, but mm-hmm. the reality is America has grown in influence for the most part because we've learned, we've adapted. Um, for the most part, we strive for good. And I think if you were to ask different generations how they felt about America at different times, they're going to respond differently. We are also a very spoiled generation looking back at America because yeah. we have a lot of context. We have a lot less whitewashing than they probably had. You got to think, like studying American history in the 1950s is going to oh, look very different. give it 50 different. years and they're going to be like, yeah. you killed how many infants in the right. womb? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I hope they look no. back and say that because we're not doing a very good job of saying it now. No, That's certainly true. No. And I don't mean to get political. This is more no, just like no, the, no, no, the no, complexities. But, but, but that is a great example of something that will continue to be debated and, and written about that America has to answer answer for, just like any other country would, but these just happen to be America's struggles. Because mm-hmm. I think, yeah, because, all right, so I read a lot of American history books, and yeah, I read it with this context. Mm-hmm. We just have talked about, like, no, there's a lot of, lot. I would argue, a lot more good than there is bad, but you can't put these bad things aside. You always have to have them in the forefront because that's part of what has shaped America. Um, yeah, I mean... We're still dealing with the effects of slavery, and we mm-hmm. will for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're mm-hmm. years. <laughs> I don't know. You could argue hundreds of years. I mean, I'd say we're still dealing I mean, with the effects of the Civil War. Absolutely. Like having having living lived, in the South, having oh, lived absolutely. in having lived in <clears throat> Chicago and Nashville in the last ten years, kind of split splitting time between the two. The difference in like infrastructure of cities in the <clears throat> significant cities in the South and the significant cities in the North is night and day. And that's, you know, I I haven't done a deep deep dive study, but there's, it has to be tied back to what was kind of left here in the South where we are now versus what was kind of the North's industrial progress post Civil War, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that just didn't happen yeah. in the South in the same way. Yeah, Where's- not to mention the, not to mention the abandonment of the South by. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people post-slavery, the just yeah. the, the the great migration, as yeah. as it's called, to northern cities. Um, there's some great books on that. Um, 
I'm totally blanking on the one. I'll I'll, I'll pull up. I I'll, remember I'll you mentioned one to me, and I can't remember the yeah, name. Yeah, but it's it something about like the Great Migration. That's um, in the subtitle, if not, or yeah. something. Um, no, no, I, I think those are uh, those are those are great examples. Um, yeah, living in the South, you certainly have a perspective, even though we're in a fairly influential city in the sense of you got people moving here from all around the U.S. So mm -hmm. the culture in Nashville is not going to look like the rest of the South more and more as we go. But mm -hmm. if you, you know, we were just in a more Southern city, I would say uh, this past week in Birmingham, they're going to have a different perspective. And if you go to smaller towns, you get, <laughs> you realize not much has changed, right. you know, I the, mean, really. The, warm, yeah. the Warmth of Other Suns is the book I was trying to remember. Okay. That's yes. the book about the Great Migration. S-O-N-S? No. Or S-U-N-S. Oh, okay. So Isabel Wilkerson is the author, Warmth of Other Suns. So it's, it, it looks at the lives of, I think, three significant characters, two different women and, yeah. and a man, if I recall correctly, and how they their transition from living in the deep south to moving north so kind of post-civil war but again sort of the untold stories of american history i think and then the flip side is you get the like the civil war documentary that ken uh burns, ken burns yeah. mm -hmm. which has been critically acclaimed and is actually trash it's a really well done documentary from a craft standpoint but it is it, it completely whitewashes the Civil War from any sort of slavery, racial, whatever standpoint. It oh. is, uh, it, it, perspective-wise, it's... Do, do you think, think of the... Like, the, the, way that, the way that it represents the Southern generals and their nobility and things like that, sure. you're like, they, they were fighting for slavery. Right. Sure. Uh, well, it, it's it's power and the slavery is part of that. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's, you think of, I mean... Shelby Foote became more widely known after mm -hmm. that, even though he had written his Civil War right. saga, his trilogy. But uh, but yeah, there was a there's a there's making a lot of these generals legendary, and even yeah. among people who probably didn't think of them that way, I bet felt that way after watching the documentary. Now again, it's important to look at a lot of different sources. I still yeah, the documentary was fantastic, but you, I, I can see that that perspective. Um his baseball documentary was great. It was a lot yeah, a lot of them are great. Um speaking yeah. of history, you want to know a great way to learn American history? Sports biographies. For real. Mm. Especially of black athletes. And I realize there's a bit of a theme here, but they it just it gives a a real life so instead of reading like a book about an era in history or something, so Jackie Robinson's autobiography, Willie Mays' biography, uh, I'm slowly making my way through one about Hank Aaron called The Last Hero. All of those guys, the, like the perspective on, on civil rights is phenomenal because three different prominent – black men in a time when that wasn't there there weren't many yeah, yeah. and uh, and how they interacted with it so jackie robinson was a civil rights warrior willie mays was very disengaged and was just like i want to be a, a rich baseball player and sort of shh, be an example and mm -hmm. then hank aaron was kind of in the middle where he was less vocal but very engaged mm -hmm. those are really fascinating ways to kind of see different sure. parts of american history I was just going to say watch Forrest Gump, but, you know. <laughs> well, there's that too. There's no, but it's – uh, uh, no, no, I, I think that's a, that's a good perspective because um, it goes back to – I mean, I thought we were about – when we were debating, talking about all of the, the subject, I thought, huh, what are some good books about this? The reality is 
I, I can't. I mean, there's some that I've enjoyed that tell a good big history of the United States, but it's never complete. And the ones I love are the ones that focus in on an era right. that help you mm-hmm. understand that era better. That's why I was saying, like, you asked me for the Civil War book, April 1865. It helps yeah. answer yeah. a lot of those things we just talk about. Yeah. That I've, I've yeah. studied Civil War history for my whole life, but right. that uh, was the best. Team, team of Rivals. Yes. Um, Doris oh. Kearns Goodwin is a phenomenal one looking at mm-hmm. looking at the the building of basically Lincoln's cabinet and how they made the decisions. That's a phenomenal one. Um, if you want like a sweeping American history from a, it's from a Christian perspective, but not sort of the whitewash perspective. So, so I grew up going to Christian schools, well, on and off. I went to a lot of different kinds of schools, but I remember being taught about like divine right and that kind of thing. Basically the idea that, or, or, uh, what is it? Destiny. Uh, I forget the stupid phrase, basically that, that like, the American settlers had a right to this land, that it was a God-blessed thing. And I make I remember, and I'm not going to use her name, but I remember my sixth grade history teacher sort of like swelling with pride as she told us this. And even in sixth grade, I was like, that sounds like garbage. Like, that's just a lie. And I, I probably spoke up and said something to her because I recall getting detentions off in that year as well. But – well, so so a, a a corrective version of that is is actually the the two volume set that we just published BNH Academic called it's just called American History by yeah. Thomas Kidd mm-hmm. and it's probably more high school college age but just a really accurate history of weighing the goods and the bads because obviously it's easy to talk about oh. the negatives because that's the way we are as a, as a generation mm-hmm. but it's also like the previous generation was yeah. overly positive kind of whitewashed history and he looks at both so yeah. you've got the the founding of one of the most sort of successful countries and democracies in history mm-hmm. and also our colossal failings and it's so it's more textbook but he's such a good writer that if you're just a history buff it's a good read so it's yeah. a two volume set just called american history by thomas kidd it's really good cool yeah. well it's not super long narrative that's why i no. liked about it too uh, i've read all of it but read pieces yeah, i mean it's, it's probably good. a combined five or six hundred pages between the two volumes and so it's uh you know the, so that's covering from like the pilgrims to the 20, I think it goes up to the 2016 election. He yeah. sort of cut it off there because yeah. obviously history is changing fast at this point. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be revisions in the future, but sure. Um, so yeah, that's it. That means that in any, you can go to any different segment in American history and get, you know, 20, 30 pages on it, not, you know, 300 pages on yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, when I worked at Thomas Nelson, we were, I worked on Bill Bennett's America, the last best hope, which was a great, narrative as well in two volumes and uh i don't think and even though i read plenty of history books i i hadn't you know most of us are textbooks when you start looking at trying to tell like an american story and sure do well as a kid but that's why i thought okay that seems to be the trend yeah in, in teaching american history which is good or any history but um yeah i i think you have to make it interesting you have to make it feel like it's something uh uh, someone can hold on to as a story. Um, you know, it, it hit me, even though I kind of joked about about uh, about the whole Tom Hanks in Saving Private Ryan earned this kind of final line. Sorry for ruining the movie. But, you, but it's, it's been, been out, for, out 20 for 20 years. years. If you yeah. haven't seen it, it's on it's, you. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but if you talk to someone who's of that generation, the greatest generation as dubbed by Tom Brokaw, um, it... Uh, 
they're going to have a perspective and mm-hmm. like the conversation we're happening that that's happening right now is going to offend that group of people because a a lot of their friends and family died in World War II fighting for what they would say would preserve our right to talk about these things um and Maybe it's kind of a tone as well, too. But I mean, I think about it only in the context of, yes, if you're to talk to someone during the Civil War era about their perspective and then turn of the century to World War II generation and today, after getting through so much, all of it's going to be very different in terms of conversation. So, but we can have that opportunity to talk openly about it, the good and the bad. But Yeah, for sure. For sure. Aaron, are you um, learning? Are you, oh, are you oh, feeling this right man, now? I'm learning so are much. Are you earning it I, right now for what, us? Absolutely. No. I mean, we can keep talking historical yeah. philosophy and how to sort out the good and the bad. I think yeah. that, you know, I think we will probably bore listeners with that. What if we just rattle off some of our maybe just favorite books about history? You can you, you can do Canada if you want or America. And I don't know, just sort of mix it up in terms of yeah. different eras. So, for example, sure. 1776 by David McCullough, which is yeah. a... I don't know. That's sort of a, it seems like sort of a pinnacle American history. Uh, yeah, Again, snapshot. I, I gravitate you... towards snapshot books, not sure. grand sweeping narrative kinds of books just because they, I don't know. Yeah. Those sure. tend to either make, they draw a lot of conclusions without a lot of sort of information behind it or they're boring. Right. I don't yeah. like boring books yeah. as a general rule. Yeah. Yep. They're, um, John Adams, we've talked about that as well, which again, you focus on one man. It's that mm-hmm. same kind of idea, mm-hmm. except I, I felt like that told the story very well. Even Jefferson versus right, Adams, right. I thought that I understood them both together better than anything after that. Um, but you're right, there's so many, you know, there's a new one. Rick Atkinson just came with a book called The British Are Coming, which made me smile. Um, and uh, the, just like World War II, people will continue writing about the Revolution era, um, which, not surprised. Yeah. Um, well, we now have a new book to read about the War of 1812, <laughs> although it is probably a thousand pages long, almost. But uh, maybe you'll probably notice yeah. some uh, superfluous U's. There well. <laughs> well, there's a index is about 300 <laughs> pages long. So a lot of E's at the end of words. Yeah. That's right. No. Yeah. All right. Well, let, let's go along eras then. Uh, how about Age of uh, American Exploration? Undaunted Courage. I would say that's Lewis Clark. Lewis and Clark. Yeah. yeah is that absolutely. Uh, Ambrose? Ambrose. Yeah. Yep. That's, That's a really good one. Stephen Ambrose does a really good job of writing history as narrative. Mm-hmm. So obviously well-documented, well-researched, but mm-hmm. not just sort of like it doesn't feel like a travel log yeah. or a daily diary kind of thing. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. Here's our, that's our War of 1812. You know, John Meacham's book on uh, American Lion on Andrew Jackson is great. That's a big transition of politics setting up the Civil War in many uh-huh. ways. Um, we're in Tennessee. Andrew Jackson is from here. So, and he yep. has, a, again, a very checkered history. He's also kind of the father of that era of modern liberalism. But he owned slaves and he removed Native Americans mm-hmm. from or Cherokee. The, the Trail of Tears he's responsible for, right. essentially. Yeah, he so, wasn't a great dude. But it's, he partied. Well, at least he had a party. A party. That's all we know. The he, big had block. A party. he had a big block of cheese day. That's the what the West Wing benefits from. There you go. There, there you go. go. I'm so lost uh, right, right now. I haven't watched the West Wing. It's like Gilmore Girls for politics, and that's a lot of words in a short amount of space. So you need I'm suck out. it up, man, and just watch it. You, nah, dude. you, need, you need to you need come on. Okay, I know so you don't like it. All right, but, quick parentheses on this episode. Right. Here's the problem with the West Wing and shows like it. Comedy is about timing. 
that show doesn't have timing. It's just like listening to a machine gun. The words are just like nonstop. Like that's not comedic timing. Being fast is not comedic timing. Aaron Sorkin is a great American hero. I don't know what you're talking about. Aaron Sorkin writes brilliant dialogue and then it is directed and styled in a way that ruins the dialogue. You're wrong, man. So wrong. No, I'm not wrong. You're wrong. I'm not wrong. It's some of the most entertaining, witty. Uh, what? This is a very skilled debate here. <laughs> You're wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> Way to America, no, like guys. The newsroom, <laughs> also written by Sorkin. Oh, that was a train wreck. It, but the, the first episode was not. It was. It was great. And I think it went downhill fast after that. But the first episode, you watch how, like, the way that Sorkin wrote that. You talking about him being interviewed on yeah, stage? That, that type of thing. And then, yeah, and then, and then, then how they kind of transitioned everything to to the news show, kind of pulling the information, confirming yeah. it off, like the seconds to spare, etc. Yeah. It that that was really really good yeah. Yeah. and not annoyingly machine gun with banter. What? Well, it was a hard show to do when you're trying to capture real-time history two years later after right. it happened. That was ta- very <laughs> difficult. But nevertheless, going back, I, 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 I fair enough, and West Wing, it's it's not for everyone, but it's a... Uh, I haven't bothered to watch a single episode. Oh, gosh. All right. All right. All right so um, here's, here's another I, kind of history book sure. that I haven't read this particular one, but I enjoy these kinds of things. It's called The Power Broker, Robert Moses and the Fall of New York by Robert Caro. So I heard him interviewed by Conan O'Brien mm-hmm. on one of my favorite podcasts mm-hmm. called Conan mm-hmm. O'Brien Needs a Friend. Consistently the funniest thing I listen to. Caro's not a comedian. He's a, he's a, this is one where Conan put on his Harvard hat and yep. was like, oh, I'm funny, but also brilliant. And, uh, and interviewed a historian and the depths he goes to. So Robert Moses was like city planner, kind of background power broker in New York which is just one city in the United States, but is also a hinge on which a huge amount of the economy and culture and everything is set up. So books like that, I find really fascinating in uh, in capturing history as well. Edward Isaac Rutherford has written, he, write, he writes like biographies of cities mm-hmm. so like, or countries. He's done one on Ireland, I think. He's done one on New York. Those are fascinating as well. Yeah. Um, okay. A uh, couple I've enjoyed that are a little more snapshot kind of pieces. Sure. Uh, John Quincy Adams by uh, oh, yeah. Arlo Giles Unger. Um, that was fantastic. Uh, it was a little like it had some lulls in it, but um, what was fascinating was to see this this guy who was basically groomed from early childhood by his father to be a president someday mm-hmm. to have a f- career in politics to do all this kind of stuff and mm-hmm. when he was president he was terrible mm-hmm. um his actual productive and beneficial um time in office was after um after his his yeah. presidency when he became a senator or a congressman, one of I the two. I think congressman. He went back one of the to become, two. yeah, congressman. Um, but Which none never of it, happens. Yeah. Like when you're president, you're done, typically. Right. Well, not in the 1800s. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there you go. Um, that one was – so that one gotta was really build, good. Got to build that oligarchy. Well, yeah, well, and if for those of you who have seen the movie Amistad, he's featured in it. I think it's uh, – oh, what's his name? Plays Hannibal Lecter. Hopkins? Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins Anthony plays Hopkins. him. And uh, – 
he's <laughs> Hannibal Lecter, John C. Adams. You know, what you saying? know there's a no, but it, he yeah, played. There's a strong, yeah. there's, there's a great. strong, you know, connection between cannibalism and politics. <laughs> I feel like, mm, I like a, it. I like it. We could flesh that out a little bit if we want. This, be, this is a good out. episode Whoops. right here. What, what, uh, what else you got? You have one all right, more. so I got a couple more. Um, so hidden figures, and yeah. um, you already mentioned. Didn't you read uh, hidden figures with your kids? No, I haven't read okay. with my kids, but okay. I, I, I it's enjoyed a great it movie myself. to watch with your kids. Yeah. yeah, but the book is the book is the book is really really good, uh, the very mo- informative. Yeah. The movie was a little Disneyfied, you know, little, where they like they family friendly it up yeah. a little bit, which it which takes it takes some of the teeth out of the removes a little bit of the racism. Yeah, the racism, and, the ugliness, the the division. Yeah, so it was it was a very powerful book. Um, and then uh, the warmth of other suns as well. You already mentioned that one, but it's worth a repeat mention. I can't recommend that book highly enough. It is one of the best books I've read in the last two or three years. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Like this is one of the things that, and I know this is a little bit of another side conversation, but since we typically, if we are white North Americans, we have no idea about any anything that anyone who is not white having uh, that that they've experienced at all. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what that doesn't mean is that you immediately, you know, make ham-fisted attempts to right past wrongs. What you should always start with is learning about the experience of other people. Um, sure. It's perspective. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. you can have empathy. an informed conversation. Yeah. So you can have empathy. So you can um, see, hopefully, start to see some of your own blind spots. Yeah, sure. that's that's a huge piece of it. Is the if you yeah. if you listen to to an alternative perspective, so another culture, another background, just another life experience, and they say this is this is how I experience this, and it's completely different than you. You have two options. You can. You can reject it and say, well, that's wrong. Or you can validate it and say, I did not experience that way. Now I see something I didn't see before, which is what books like The Warmth of Other Suns. And I mean, there are so many, but that's that's kind yeah. of a, that's pinnacle in terms of the I, I would almost use the word majesty of the writing. Like it's it's spectacular in terms of opening the eyes to something that mm. I have never experienced Absolutely. or known how to think about. Outside of being taught that way, yeah. James Baldwin's stuff is uh, is phenomenal for um, for gaining perspectives on experiences in history mm-hmm. that we that w- and it wasn't very long ago. We're talking in my parents' lifetime. Yeah. So Notes of a Native Son is one that wasn't his best. Um, the Fire Inside is spectacular. That he's got his documentary. I am not your Negro. Just one of the most creative and. Um, thoughtful writers uh, obviously black writer writing during the, the civil rights era baldwin stuff is amazing yeah you know um uh I, 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 this is not history it's more just read a lot of mark twain and you get such a good feel for what happens after the civil war leading into world war one hmm. that's kind of this that era you know reconstruction going into world war one it's kind of a it's kind of a whole yeah you know american imperialism uh which i hate using that word but it it kind of fits with the whole manifest Did, destiny was it pbs sure. who just put out a documentary on hmm. on reconstruction I'm not sure. I think so. So no Reconstruction idea. is one of the most untold periods of American history yes. for good reason, because it is when slaves were freed, 
began to build a society and then were put right back into the Jim Crow yeah. world and basically subjugated again. Yeah. And there's so there's a reason we don't tell it and it's it's pretty shamefaced. Yeah. We, yeah, we paid for it directly for a hundred years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Really, yeah. That's yeah, absolutely. Um, there are so many books about World War II. I don't know if I want to go through listing them. But, um, you can just but, go back and listen no, to I know. any we'll talked about so many. Listen to every book recommendation yeah. Dave has given. 80% of them are World War II. That's so not true. Right. That's 60 not true. But if we want to have a hard probably shift. Probably 60. Yeah, probably. <laughs> if we want to have a hard shift yeah. on one last recommendation, sure. we can always go with America the Book. By the by, John Stewart, by John Stewart and his team. Um, well, I was going to recommend something by Stephen Colbert, but oh, based, I'm American, did, and so can you. Yeah, yes. that's basically yes. basically the same thing. Absolutely, slightly did, different senses of humor. Have, have you guys ever read through any of Howard Zinn's uh, People's History of the United States? I nope. try to avoid things that are Zen. Well, I know it's, I haven't. My, you know, my it's, evangelical it's, guilt can't can't take yeah, it. Yeah, I just I'm just curious. Yeah, if you nope. do, I never have, so I'm not gonna. Nope. Speak ill of it beyond it's. I mean, it's funny. I think the first time I had heard of it was yeah. Goodwill Hunting being referenced. <laughs> I thought, what is that book? You know, there you go. <laughs> it's kind of amusing. Nice. Nice. So we're not recommending it. We're just we're just saying we're it. just referencing it. That's right. There you go. That's right. There you go. All right. Well, this gentlemen, is good. this is good. So um, I think now it's time for us to go and let off some fireworks in our ah. in our uh, driveways, um, possibly into our neighbors. Houses at our neighbors' houses. At yeah. our neighbors' houses. That's right. Okay. We were about to eat animal flesh and blow things up. God right. bless America. All right. So, uh, so guys, thanks uh, for hanging out today, and listeners, thanks for joining us for whatever this was. And uh, do we want to do a sucker punch of the week? Do we? Do we have one? Um, Before I think, we go, I think Andrew Jackson deserves a sucker punch All of right. the week. <laughs> I feel like if you're involved in the organizing of the Trail of Tears, you deserve a sucker punch plus. So, um, yeah. And also everything in Nashville is named after him, so we can't escape his his yeah. presence. It's old, old, old Hickory, Hickory, Old Hickory, everything, the Hermitage, everything. So yeah, I, I, I nominate Andrew Jackson as one to be punched. All right, thank All you, right. thank you, Three Jack Reacher. Great. Let's do it. All right, uh, guys. Thanks. Thanks again. Um, and good catch on uh, not missing an opportunity to sucker punch someone. Uh, listeners, if you are enjoying the show, please do give us a rating and review a glowing five star. We care not for your sincerity review on Apple Podcasts. We are, last time we checked, we are at 69 uh, out of a possible nice. 100 toward our goal. So we want to get to 100. Help us get there. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Bye. This is an Area Code podcast.